Yeah, I think like camaraderie is forged through suffering. And I think this idea and this experience of suffering together bonds people in a very, very deep way. Welcome to the Zero Quit Podcast, where we bring you inside the minds of elite athletes, business owners, specialists, and other creatives. I'm your host, Brock Covington, and through these conversations, you'll hear practical advice and effective strategies for optimizing not only your performance, but also your habits and routines as well. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. What's going on, guys? Today, I have Owen Wyatt Ewing. He is the founder and creator of Ice Barrel. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to just get right into the, you know, the no-brainer quick questions. What is the benefit of uh, cold exposure and ice therapy overall? Yeah, so the benefits of cold therapy, um, there's, there's a huge wide range of them. The short-term benefits would be uh, pain relief and recovery, reduce uh, inflammation in the body. Mm-hmm. Consistent and regular ice baths uh, will help stave off uh, cognitive decline, help uh, symptoms of anxiety and depression. Um, but yeah, I mean, exposure to the cold is incredible. Like it, it works from the inside out also mm-hmm. helps affect, um, uh, also helps with, um, lowering the cortisol levels mm-hmm. in the body as well. So reducing stress, um, releasing great beta endorphins. Uh, yeah. I feel like the list just goes on with that ice, uh, with, with cold therapy in general with the benefits. And the funny thing is I think everyone goes at it for like different reasons. Um, like, you know, uh, cold plunge cam right on like Instagram and his whole thing is, and a lot of people's stuff is right. Reducing stress, anxiety, um, depression, things like that. Uh, but then other people like me might look at it more towards a performance, um, you know, the, the performance value of it with reducing inflammation and trying to help with, you know, muscle recovery and things like that. Uh, you know, what do you, I feel like, lean on for primarily for? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I originally started uh, cold therapy in order to manage stress and anxiety. Uh, as that has evolved, um, I mean, obviously, I'm still getting those amazing benefits, but uh, I train pretty hard, so I use it for recovery mm-hmm. uh, primarily right now. Uh, but also, it helps me just reset. It's yeah. the hardest thing I do in the day. Yeah. It helps me get level, grounded, uh, so that I can show up better for those around me. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. You know, I, I feel like it's just another one of those extremely uncomfortable things you can just throw at yourself, you know? Like, even right now, I'm not training for a race, but still getting up, you know, it's like 19 degrees this morning and running. It's the same process of just continuing to give yourself those you know, difficult struggles so that everything else is easier. Because that was one thing I was going to ask you was with the stress and anxiety, is it more of a, you know, physiological impact that it's making? Um, or is it more so just because the cold is so immediate, because it's so intense, it forces you to be present. It relaxes you because, you know, how intense that, you know, five to eight minutes is that everything else just seems more peaceful. Um, or, or are there actual more chemical processes that are going into the stressing and anxiety reduction? Yeah, so I would say it's probably both. So you're resetting the stress response in the body every time you do it. So there's a big difference between like getting chased by a bear and somebody just pulling out in front of you in traffic or somebody yelling at you, right? There's perceptions of stress and then there's real stress that should force you into the fight or flight response. So we're reconditioning our minds and our bodies to what real stress is. So then when we get out of the ice barrel, right, 
we're no longer in a stress state. Yeah, because you are getting that uh, that epinephrine release, right? You know, getting that first few seconds where you're, you know, you're questioning, wait, what? Why am I even getting in this barrel in the first place? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you definitely get that initial shock. And then as you focus on your breath, you just start easing into it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, touching on, because you mentioned you use it for performance as well. You know, I've seen some people, you know, Huberman mentioned it's fairly recently, Joe Rogan's podcast about uh, using it before exercise. Uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, because I know there's a clear difference between, okay, after, immediately after lifting, right? You don't want to use cold exposure. And then have you gotten into the weeds with, the benefits of possibly adding cold exposure before working out and you know, like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I've done both and I've experimented personally with both. Um, I personally take my ice baths in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, it's the way that I end the day. It's the way that I come down get kind of recentered yeah. at the end of the day. Um, so I usually train in the morning, recover in the evening. Um, but there have been a lot of times where uh, a 5 a.m. ice bath mm-hmm. is like the, my cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I from there I'll go train or just start my day. So I've done both, and I've seen benefits in both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me personally, I prefer to do it at the end, though. Yeah, sometimes I've, I always I feel like it's the same way with, you know, people ask me, oh, what's the perfect time? Like, let's say workout or eat this or eat that. When at the most, For most people, it's like whatever convenient for you, right? Um, you know, have you felt, because this is a question I've gotten asked before um, when people responded on to a story about cold exposure, have you had any issues um, going to sleep if you do it late in the evening? Because obviously your body wants to go in that process of cooling uh, at nighttime. Uh, and then if you get out of the ice pro, you're really in the process of warming back up. Yeah, totally. Uh, again, it's very different for everybody. Yeah. Um, I, I do know there's a lot of people, even on our team, and uh, whenever they take an ice bath in the evening, they just get this burst of energy. Yeah. It's hard to go to sleep. Um, there's enough time. I take my ice bath around 7 p.m. Mm. and then I'm going to bed by around 9. So there's enough time for me yeah, to come calm down. down yeah. um, I don't recommend doing it like right before then. Yeah. <laughs> Night routine. Yeah. yeah. So what were you doing uh, before? Because I, I want to get into the conception of um, not just Ice Bear, the company, but the actual product itself as well. Uh, what were you doing prior to getting into the cold therapy uh, industry and and what made you want to get into it in the first place? Yeah. uh, My background was in corporate aviation. I would help people buy and sell airplanes and that industry, that type of job comes with like a high level of stress Mm -hmm. um, that I was perceiving. Right. And uh, I was just like burning the candle at both ends, struggling with anxiety in my personal life. And was it like a sales position where it was just like a lot of stress to hit quotas or so not necessarily. So it was more, it was, it was sales, um, but it was more brokering the deals and yeah. just insane okay. contract yeah. writing and just trying to take, uh, two people, uh, in an airplane and work out those transactional details yeah. is just, it's crazy. It's not regulated, um, mm-hmm. by anybody. So it's very much like the wild west, uh, and anything that can go can go wrong does go does, wrong. Yeah. So yeah, so it was just really tough. Um, and so I was like super stressed out. I went into this gym and uh, I was sick. I wanted just to get some blood flowing. And this guy was telling me how unwell I looked and encouraged me to do a breathing exercise and take a cold shower. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. Um, and the cold shower just kind of like completely changed my life, my outlook, my perspective. 
I changed my attitude. I just started showing up better for my wife, my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so impactful uh, that I really wanted to like share the power of cold with everybody everywhere. Uh, and I wanted to create the best like place environment mm-hmm. uh, to take an ice bath. And that's really was like the motivating factor for the design of the product. I wanted to stay in a meditative state. I wanted to keep my spine straight. I wanted to make concentration simple because you're already in a really uncomfortable environment. How can I make it the most comfortable so that I'm not focused on what is my arm doing? Is my leg submerged all the way? Yeah. Like I'm laying in a bathtub or a stock tank. Like it was just this weird position. Uncomfortable position. Yeah. yeah. Like think about it in yeah. nature. When are you in the fight or flight mode exposing your front and like yeah. back? Never. Right. Yeah. You're always engaged leaning forward. Um, so I wanted to recreate that just like if you were breaking through ice and you're like upright, right? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I feel like this is a good point cause you mentioned cold shower. Good point to kind of break into both the, the science of the difference between, you know, cryotherapy versus cold shower for, or versus full body immersion. And also, you, you know, your experience with those and how maybe people can, who they can't, uh, or they haven't gotten into, uh, full body immersion yet if they want to get into cold showers what would that protocol be and i guess your thoughts on that whole matter yeah it's interesting i mean i'm a i'm a fan and a supporter of getting cold in all different ways even if that includes going on a walk outside mm-hmm. when it's cold just like expose the body yeah uh, and the system to different stresses uh, yeah, yeah exactly um cryotherapy is interesting it you get a lot of like topical benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as deeply therapeutic as full body immersion. That's the nice thing about um, taking an actual ice bath is you get the hydrostatic pressure of the water on the body. Mm-hmm. And so you're fully submerged. You're activating the vagus nerve because of that full submersion. Uh, and then you have the pressure of the cold water on the body, right? Mm-hmm. Very similar to like putting an ice pack around you yeah. versus cryotherapy. They're just blowing cold yeah. air <laughs> on your body. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the same way too with uh, with cold water. I had somebody ask me uh, over direct message. You know, they were trying to stimulate uh, contrast therapy, and they were like, you know, how long should I do cold cold water on the shower before switching to hot water? And I was like, sure. well, it's like you, it's not quite uh, simulated the same way for both. You know, the heat exposure and the cold exposure. Uh, but you know, I know there are still some ways that people have talked about that you can. I guess, emulate the same benefits with cold showers. Uh, what would that look like for, for someone getting started, let's say, today? Yeah, if you're new to cold therapy, definitely start in the cold shower. Um, turn the water to, like, a little bit above freeze all the way yeah. cold, right? And just get acclimated to it. Yeah. It's not like – Start small. It doesn't have to be extreme. You yeah. can start with warm water and keep dialing it down and building up a tolerance. Um, and when you become – um, more acclimated to the cold, keep making it colder and colder. You can mm-hmm. also contrast it going cold, hot, cold, hot. Again, what you're trying to do is build up a tolerance to the yeah. cold. And so in order to build up a tolerance, you start small. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to go freezing cold at once yeah. and you're getting the benefits between 50 and 60 degrees anyways. Yeah. So it's not like you have to drop down to like 39 yeah. degrees. To well, that's, the that's the one thing I've noticed too, is I think there is this and, you know, social media does this with, with running, it does it with uh, lifting, it does it with, does it with really anything, is, you know, there's that shock factor, right, or that, you know, search to go, I feel like, viral or get a lot of attention whenever you can do something extreme, right, 
And so there are people that want to, um, you know, go to the extreme, do something wild just for the sake of, of suffering in general, to, to look cool, to get attention. Um, when you mentioned, and, you know, you do a great job, um, or, or brand does overall on uh, Ice Barrel social media with educating, hey, you don't have to do, you know, 33 degrees. You don't have to be doing these extreme things that, you know, some people can do and still do safely. Uh, but a lot of the benefits you're still going to get in that 50 to 60 degrees. You know, you can still have minor suffering and appreciate the benefits of cold exposure. You don't have to go, you know, all into this extent, you know, you know immediately, right? Yeah, absolutely. Start small. Um, I always say it's the sum of all the little things that make the whole. Yeah. So focus on the 1% improvements. Focus on just like getting into the cold um, and let that compound over time and mm. you'll build up a really, really strong tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. And so with the ice barrel concept, you mentioned, you know, the reason you wanted to construct something that was upright, what kind of led you to a barrel specifically? And what were the problems you ran into specifically with, you know, making sure it was going to fit right, making sure that, you know, it could hold the right amount of water. I know the drain system, different things like that. Like what went into the actual design and concept in general? Yeah. So it was pretty simple. I wanted something with a small footprint so that it could fit in any apartment complex out on the balcony. Um, and I wanted something where it would fit most body types. <clears throat> so in order to do that, we had to go more narrow on the bottom and then mm -hmm. at the at the center point, fold it out. Yeah. yeah, go wider so that you would have room for your knees. So it was the perfect like shape and design. Um, and uh, and then we also wanted it to get to be relatively easy to get in, in and out town, yeah right because when you look at my wife of, always thinks i'm gonna like fall over getting into sure. it I'm like no this thing with water is like a thousand pounds i'm not gonna flip it oh know? yeah no it's extremely <laughs> yeah. sturdy. there's no 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 issue there yeah. uh but it's interesting because like the top part of the barrel again you're asking about the design yeah. if you think about it when you grab on it is like the perfect measurement and the perfect um, design to hold on and push yourself. Yeah, it's in fairly ergonomic. Yeah, it's, yeah, easy, it's, it's extremely ergonomic. easier to get yeah. in and out than uh, people realize. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a that that was like a big driving factor. And what with the material? Because I know Eric mentioned, I think he mentioned on a post or store or something like that that you originally were thinking about doing a wood design. Um, was that just to kind of figure out the shape and dimensions at first, um, or was that actually something you were considering? And then you realized there was issues with you know maintenance over time and water and exposure things like that. Or what what led you to the material you ended on? Yeah, so we started out with white oak, and then as the company grew, I wanted to create something that was going to be more sustainable yeah. uh, and good for the environment. I don't like the way that we consume here in the West, mm -hmm. uh, how we consume a lot of things from media to uh, food to um, just materialism. And so I don't like the, this, like this plastic that we have everywhere. I wanted yeah. something that like, like we're not, there's not like a magic wand to get rid of the plastic that's already here. Mm -hmm. So how can we repurpose it in a non-toxic way that is doing good? Mm -hmm. And so um, that was part of the goal was, uh, we, our product is made out of a hundred percent recycled, uh, material. Um, and so, yeah, we started with wood and then we went to something that we could manufacture, um, at, at a large and larger volume. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I also like that the ice pearl specifically, although I'm, I'm sure you get comments as much as I do and other, other people that are involved with ice barrel is, you know, you get the, 
negative trolls that want to say, oh, $1,000 for bail, this is expensive. Uh, but at the same time, I do think it's one of the most affordable options compared to other cold exposure modalities that are on the market, right? A lot of the tanks or tubs are, you know, six, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fourteen thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And although, you know, twelve hundred dollars is still a big commitment for a barrel, uh, you know, how do you go about trying to bridge that gap between accessibility and price for a lot of people? Because I think you have done that initially. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? And, you know, maybe ways that you want to try and again make that gap smaller moving forward yeah that's a great question um so right now there's a couple different ways you can go get cold you can take a cold shower you can use the family bathtub mm -hmm. those things again they're not sustainable and they have limitations to them mm -hmm. uh you can go buy a stock tank mm -hmm. um again that's very similar to the bathtub experience and most people with those, if we're just being completely honest, they get burnt out with those mm -hmm. and it's hard to stay consistent with those. Um, then you have ice barrel and beyond ice barrel, you have all these units between 4,000 and $20,000 yeah. pre ice barrel. Cold therapy was not accessible or effective for most people. Mm -hmm. Um, the way that we bridge the gap is we've come into the market at a, at a price point that is, um, it's higher than most people would willingly like to normally spend. That's a long way of saying it. But to your point, or I think what you were going to lead to, is it's a much more reasonable price comparatively to other products yeah, on absolutely. the market. Absolutely. And it, and it also is uh, like you're not just getting like an empty barrel, yeah. right? You're getting the um, all the accessories that come yeah. with it. It gets shipped right to your house. There's so much convenience yeah, to it all. Yeah. You don't have to like, again, with a bathtub, you got to drain that water. Yeah. With the ice barrel, you don't have to drain the water. If you use our maintenance kit, you can keep the water good for eight to eight to 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a yeah. lot of convenience factors built into it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, and in the, again, the shape, the fact that it is, you know, lighter when it is empty, the fact that it does have the drain at the bottom, I promise isn't, this isn't an ad, uh, but it has been pretty convenient again, even for like, you know, myself, it's in like a townhome to just kind of set that, you know, right outside the driveway or by the side and again, be able to use it and drain it. Uh, you know, more on a personal note too, how do you go about keeping it? You know, I went through the summer with it and I was like, yeah, this is, difficult to keep cold right sure because you got to get all this ice this and that uh, but then i get to the fall and i'm like oh this is perfect i can just you know fill it up leave it outside it's like 40 50 degrees is perfect now i'm at the point in colorado as you know it's like 20 degrees outside sometimes it's colder and that that sucker gets frozen how do you go about trying to uh you know keep it from freezing as often uh, and maybe it's like a, a no-brainer answer and I'm just complaining nonsensically. Um, or or is it as simple as just drain it, you know, before it's going to freeze and things like that? Yeah, you don't have to drain it. Uh, you can do two things. You can just break the ice and jump in uh, yeah. or you can use your cover. So the ice barrel comes with a weather-protecting cover. And in most cases, it keeps the water from freezing. Uh, it also depends on where you put it. Like don't put it directly out in the elements, right? Keep it like tucked up next to the house out of the wind chill. Does the cover um, keep it warm enough though? Or is it, I mean, obviously it's not going to be like a heat blanket, but it does make a good impact with it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, 
to all you ice barrel owners use your ice barrel cover because i gotta say i haven't used it so that's yeah, you know i can't yeah. speak from experience <laughs> yeah use your cover and it will keep it from freezing you'll keep bugs out debris out uh and again you'll just protect the integrity of the barrel it does have a lifetime warranty even without the cover so okay. you should be in a good good shape either way yeah, a lot of it I will say is just probably me being lazy and making sure I need to break it up. I take like a hammer to it and just, yeah, beat it to hell and figure it out. So, you know, again, shifting things back to actual, you know, practicality with the ice barrel, cold exposure in general, how long should people be doing it with temperature? Uh, how frequent? If you're new to cold therapy, again, start with a cold shower. Uh, when you're When you get to the point where you're ready for an ice barrel, you know, allow yourself to build up a tolerance to it. So jump in for a minute at 50 mm. degrees, right? Don't even add ice. Just use like the, the hose water that's coming out of the ground uh, and, and do a minute at 50 or 60 degrees. And then over time, as you build up a tolerance to it, you know, try and get yourself to where you can be in at around 45 to 50 degrees for anywhere between, you know, three to five minutes. Um, but again, a great place to start and a great place to maintain is around 50, 55 yeah. degrees for, you know, three minutes. Yeah. And I definitely feel like, you know, as far as a tip, distractions help just like, you know, on a treadmill, it feels like, you know, you're like, oh, it must be an hour, right? You look down, it's been 10 seconds. You know, it's the same way I feel like with once you get in the ice bro for the first time and you reference, you know, just starting with, you know, a higher temperature and working your way down. Because when I first filled uh, mine up, I remember I had a thermometer and I was like, it's not, you know, 60 degrees. This thing's got to be colder than that, you know. And then you realize, no, you're just, you're not good at this stuff. You know, you're not used to it. Uh, you know, how frequent should people be doing it? Like how many days a week? How many days a week do you do it? What would you recommend? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, three to five days a week is yeah. a great place to start. Um, you know, some people also use the ice barrel just specifically for recovery after a specific training session or event. Um but again, start like just to build up a tolerance to it. Three days, three to five days a week is a great place. I personally, uh, I drink my own Kool Aid, right? So yeah, I was gonna say you uh, have to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I do it. I do it every day. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm my personal protocol is you know, around three to six minutes, uh, anywhere between uh, forty and fifty degrees. Gotcha. The modern day Wim Hof, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so uh, one thing that's pretty interesting, you referenced it a little bit earlier, is breathing protocols. And um, I think, you know, breath work is very interesting for, for a number of factors, but specifically with the cold, you know, what do, what do you recommend to people as far as breathing protocols? I know a lot of people use, I believe, what's called like the box method, right? You know, it's the four seconds in, four seconds uh, uh, hold, four second out, four second hold, and so forth. What do you typically recommend with that? Um, is that something you do once you're in the ice, before the ice? I guess walk us through, you know, the power of, of breath when it comes to that. Yeah, I'm, breath is a, absolutely a powerful, a powerful tool uh, when used correctly. Um, I, personally, I'm a big fan of strictly nasal breathing. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's hard, and it's taken a long time to get to this point. Uh, when you get in the ice barrel, a great place to start is in through the nose, out through the mouth. And find that breath, right? Mm -hmm. You want to get away from the like panic effect where it's yeah. like, you know, rapid mouth breathing and you want to get into a, just a slow rhythm of in through the nose, out through the mouth. Yeah. Box breathing is also a great place to start. I recommend though that you do a lot of your experimental breath exercises outside of the barrel. Don't practice them inside of the barrel just because that can't be safe for mm -hmm. some people, especially if you're new to breath exercise yeah. and cold therapy. Um, 
But yeah, there's a lot of great breath coaches out there. Dr. Andrew Wiles has an amazing breath exercise that he recommends. Um, there's also like the Wim Hof breathing, uh, if you're into that. So there, there's a lot of different um, resources out there. And if you go to our website, uh, we have different blogs on uh, different breath techniques as well, which is super helpful. So one thing that I think is pretty interesting, and maybe there's like no thought behind it, but uh, I noticed that you don't have a specific – uh, personal Instagram that you like, I feel like either present or push through ice barrel. And I think it's interesting because a lot of brands nowadays, and especially like strong brands end up having a very big key figure, right? That, that is pushed. It's not to say that you're not present. People don't know you are, you're on the website, you're on the Instagram. But as far as, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, Nick Bayer obviously is the face and the, like the symbol behind BPN. Um, Andy Frisella is like the face and, and symbol behind first form. How do you go about, uh, you know, building a strong brand that is obviously strong on its own, um, separate from you as like the leader and kind of leading with with product base rather than persona, if that makes sense? Yeah, you know, our vision is to in, uh, is to enhance the potential of everybody everywhere through the power of cold therapy. Um, Ice Barrel is like the people's company, and uh, the the cold therapy community is who we are here to serve. Um, none of this is for me or about me. Mm-hmm. Um, this has always been to just share the power of cold with everybody everywhere. Um, I'm not personally on any social media mm-hmm. other than LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm not active though on LinkedIn. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, I, just from a personal standpoint, like I talked earlier about the way that we consume. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, it's probably good that way that you can, you know, again, focus on building the brand, focus on creativity, focus on actual like business, family, things like that, relationships, connections, rather than just like you said, or probably what you're about to say is like consumerism, right? Just constantly scrolling and being embedded into that, that world of social media that just grabs all of our attention. Yeah, absolutely. It just wasn't, uh, for me personally, I didn't find my, uh, social media habits, uh, healthier serving, um, at a young age. And so that's when I personally got off, um, all social media. Um, no, no hate, no judgment on Mm -hmm. anybody that's on social media. I think it can be used as a powerful tool and should be used, Mm. um, and can be done in a healthy and responsible way. Um, but again, I just didn't need, I didn't need to go build my brand. I just, I wanted to build uh, a company for, for people. Um, and I think everybody else's face in an ice barrel looks a lot better than mine, and I'd rather see everybody else's face in there. <laughs> there you go. I definitely, uh, I definitely get that. So another thing that I think is really unique about cold exposure community overall, um, both within ice barrel and beyond, is the community aspect, right? Because I think you know specifically, I don't know if it's just because it's like a tough, uncomfortable thing, or whether it's kind of fun and abstract. But there seems to be this thing where whether it's at Eric's house or whether it's, you know, events you guys run, but people just love doing this cold exposure thing together. You know, I I even enjoy inviting like my neighbors recently over for um, getting in the ice barrel. What do you think it is about cold exposure that kind of creates community? And and I guess, you know, where do you want to see that moving forward and how do you kind of tie ice barrel into that and, and lead the charge with that? Yeah, I think like camaraderie is forged through suffering. Mm -hmm. And I think this idea and this experience of suffering together 
bonds people in a very, very deep way, um, which is super exciting that we can create a community and link people, bond people through pain and suffering. Um, so it's such, it's like this uncomfortable experience that you're sharing. And whenever we share, we come together more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is like, yeah, that irreplaceable, uh, moment where, you know, you have a, a difficult, you know, uncomfortable overcoming type experience that just definitely draws people closer, uh, you know, emotionally, spiritually, uh, whenever they do it, whether it is, you know, an ice barrel or whether it is going on a run together or, or you know, hiking a mountain or something like that. There definitely is that compounding experience of something physical with the mental and the emotional uh, that occurs there. You know, how did you get to know uh, Pete with Sisusana and get connected with him because i know you guys have started to kind of package things together as far as a contrast package uh how, how do you view that relationship and, and connecting both the cold exposure with the heat exposure yeah i'm a big fan of contrast therapy um it's it's a lot of fun uh it's exhilarating you get an incredible euphoric experience through sauna uh, my personal sauna ice protocol would be 15 minutes in the sauna, mm-hmm. then three minutes in the ice, then 10 minutes in the sauna, two minutes in the ice. Kind of pyramid then, down. Yep. And then the last one is, again, 10 minutes in the sauna, two minutes in the ice. Um, you'll sleep like a baby if you do that. <laughs> and I will say, you know, I've only done it once, but it makes it a lot easier to get in the ice after you've been in the sauna. So it definitely makes it a, a more uh, enjoyable experience, you know, going back and forth with that. You know, heading into 2023 – where do you like? Where would you like to see Ice Barrel? Because I know you're starting to, uh, you know, hire some more employees. Uh, you guys just had a, you know, employee retreat recently and things of that nature. You know, how do you go about making sure you have the right people around uh, and be more selective with that as you do start to expand and have more success? And, and you know, where would you like Ice Barrel to be uh, as far as you know, household name or more widely used product or you know, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. In regard to the, the team question, um, we have an amazing team, an amazing culture. Uh, we've put a lot of work into cultivating, uh, our team. Um, we're real, real particular, um, on who we work with and when we work with them. Uh, we have an amazing, uh, executive team, um, that, you know, really leans into those decisions. Um, and yeah, we are, we're going to hire more positions as we go into 2023. We have big aspirations. Our, our main focus is in 2023. Um, we have a, quite a few new products uh, that we're bringing to market. And we just want to continue to make cold therapy more accessible and more effective for everybody everywhere. You led right into my next question. I was going to ask, you don't have to like break any ground or news, but uh, you know, moving forward, you mentioned new products. You know, is this going to be something that is still kind of related to accessories for the ice bear, or are you going to kind of expand uh, the line beyond the lead, you know, uh, flagship product? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I don't think I want to let anything out right now, (laughs) but I will say uh, maybe all of the above. We just have some really exciting products um, that will just, again, make cold therapy more accessible, more simple, more effective. Yeah, and I think that's really important because, like, you know, we talked about earlier, still that $1,200 price tag can be tough for people to swallow or commit to, but I think the more – 
brands like yourself and, and heading into 2023, what Ice Barrel can continue to do is still try to bridge that gap, uh, you know, meet people uh, and honestly just continue to be informative, right? With the benefits of cold exposure, you know, like you are making this investment, but just as you invest in your health in other ways, um, there is that payoff in the long run as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. S- start with a cold shower when you're ready and you start thinking about an ice barrel, come over to our Instagram page, check out what the community is doing. Yeah. Check out our website, learn more about the science. And when you're ready to make the purchase, uh, there's a lot of different ways to buy an ice barrel. Uh, there's some great financing options yeah. on the website. Um, sure. You could probably like chip in as like, if you had like neighbors that want to do it too, maybe you, you guys can share it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. A lot of different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. And uh, if you guys have any questions about Ice Barrel, why it's the man to ask. And obviously, you guys are interested. It's what Ice, Ice Barrel on Instagram, right? There's no yep. underscore anything. Yep, correct. Simple, We're just easy. Ice Barrel all around. Website, Instagram, YouTube, just Ice Barrel. There you go. Well, if you guys have any questions, like I said, um, you can let uh, either of us know. I'm sure the podcast, if you found it interesting, and we'll catch you guys in the next one.